Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 820 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Back from the beach, back from Florida. I'm joined, as always, by Ben Funky Askren and James Dean Raider. What's going on, guys? Happy Tuesday. How are we doing? It's Funky Fresh Week for Ben. Is. What does that mean? Yes, sir. Uh, we had scrambling camp this week. We started Sunday night. It was really good. I told you guys that. I was doing it at our facility because in 2020, we kicked, they kicked us out. But I told, listen, Corona don't know how to get funky. So it didn't bother him. We still had a sold-out camp. We still got down. We still learned some scramble moves. Uh, 2021, they still wouldn't let us rent. Um, and so, uh, you know, next year, we're probably going to move it back into an overnight facility. This makes it way easier for the parents to drop the kids off and, you know, kids. We still have kids from 19 states uh, at this camp, but usually it's more, it's more like 25 to 30. Nice, nice. Yeah, as we know, COVID nineteen clueless in far ankle scrambles. <laughs> Does that's not know the what real. Doing. That's the real. Yeah, no, no idea. Um, so that's cool. Excited about that. There's, there's a lot for us to talk about. Cadet Worlds is now done. It is over. Uh, Team USA in men's freestyle finished on top. Some really strong performances for sure. A lot of medals uh, in, in all. And um, you know, obviously no Russia there, which is a uh, Hey, no, a bummer. Hey, yourself. that's our first Cadet World title ever, really? Yes. I was kind of shocked when I read that. I, I didn't realize. I mean, I knew we didn't do it frequently, uh, but I was very surprised that that was the first one. I know. We won I know, like, recently. We did win. Historically, we didn't go, though. Like, say, in the early 2000s, I, I don't think we went to that event. Right. True. So, but very, very cool. Uh, Russia, I look back, historically, Russia is not that great at U-17s, Christian, because I thought the same thing. Oh, Russia's not there. They're probably really awesome. But I looked back. I think they were fourth last year. They obviously yeah. didn't do it in 2020. I think they were second in 2019. They they did win one of them, but then they were fourth again somewhere. So it wasn't like they were, like, really, really good like they ever in the senior level. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure they would have brought some really good competitors, but I don't know that they would have stopped us from winning. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, I know there's way more focus probably on the junior level and beyond for for Russia, but right now there's nothing. So um, some really outstanding performances. We had golds from Dom Munaretto at 45, Luke Lilladal at 51, Joe Seeley at 71, and Koi Hopke at 110. Um, Ben, uh, who were the standouts for you? I know I, I have two guys in my mind that I thought were just uh, cut above. Yeah. I think it's I think it's probably gonna be the same ones. Um, hey, we had a bunch of second places too. We struggled with them also. We the were... ones that had above are Luke Lilladal and uh, Joe Seeley. These guys yes. are really good. Now I did look back to. Uh, this is not a takeaway from Seeley because I think Seeley is really, really, really good. Um, but the guy that he beat in the finals was at Journeyman. Um, and was he was good but not great. So one of my kids pointed that out to me. But uh, I'm so impressed with him. I think he can score from a bunch of different ways. I think he wrestles a hard pace. Um, I haven't really watched him that much. I'd love to watch him more moving forward. And I'm, and I'm sure he's going to be at who's number one. And yeah. I'm sure I'll get to see him a whole bunch more. The th- the the thought was of of his finals opponent. That was probably his third toughest opponent that he had at, at yeah. Cadet Worlds. Mm-hmm. He definitely yeah. hit tougher guys on his side of the bracket, so mm-hmm. you can't just watch the final. But, yeah, he's his skill set's really diverse physically, 
pretty talented kid. He's got a lot yep. of a lot of skills, a lot of ways to score. Um, yeah. yeah, and J- Bray has been talking this dude up for a while and made him the number one kid in his class a, a while ago. And you're kind of so yeah. I, I mean, I guess I kind of tried to look back to his track profile and maybe maybe Wyoming Sam does a bunch of events on full arena because I couldn't find a ton of results from this year. Um, but so I guess he's he's from North Carolina. What club did he grow up in? And then um, is it just one of those things where he th- he thinks he outgrew? And I guess there's nowhere else in North Carolina to go, so you got to go to Pennsylvania. I, you know, I'm not a big fan of kids moving. Um, maybe this seems like an exception where he probably should have done. I don't know what what he's doing in North Carolina is, seems to be freaking working. Um, but I, yeah. I I know Mike Machiavello has been a coach of his for a period of time. He's from High Point. It's in that near Raleigh, triad area tri- triangle area for sure so yeah but he's he's uh i guess he's moving moving on uh but yeah there, there's no well he was already at some last year correct yeah okay as a freshman though he was at in what in north, north carolina yes okay yeah so, he's good he, he's very very again very diverse um he actually beat a couple of my guys so we got we got to try to get him back uh, but especially the Zane Licht match um, at UWWKS. I don't know if it was a quarters or semis. I don't remember. But he um, Zane's really got some tricky things, and, he, and he's got kind of a lot of explosiveness too, so sometimes he can really go through people. And um, I was just really impressed because uh, I thought Zane did a lot of good things, and uh, Sealy evaded them all. I think maybe he got Zane got one push out or something like that. It wasn't really competitive. And I was like, I, it was all the things where I wasn't like, Sad. I'm like, oh, Zane Russell terrible. It's like, I oh, kind of did good, but kids is really, really freaking good. Yeah, I think Sealy is one of those kind of kids. He's good at uh, ankle picks and finishing quick, like with that double. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Uh oh. You there? Oh, uh, you guys went silent for me. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. All right. Sorry. And Lil Lilidal, uh, I would actually say Sealy's very impressive. I'd actually say Lilidal's more impressive to me. Um, obviously, I knew he was good, uh, but I had watched him lose a couple matches uh, where I wasn't like all that impressed with him, or maybe I thought the hype was more in that. But then, obviously, this year when he won Super Thirty Two, <clears throat> then he turns around and what he did to Bo Bassett, it was like, oh my god! And then he looked outstanding at Worlds. I think he's made another jump since Cadet Silver a year ago. He seems to be, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, tremendously improved to where I thought he was just—he's a little guy. He's a tough little scrapper. To now, I'm like, this is an extremely elite high school wrestler and mm-hmm. a must-get recruit. And just the, his uh, the way he can get to legs, how well he reattacks, yes. how he can get to ankles, yes, attacking both sides. I think he's got good speed. He's he's really. He's a pretty complete package, and agreed totally. He, he kind of blew he blew me away this this weekend, and I does he have another year at this age group or no? That is a great question. I am because sometimes sure. it's hard to tell. It is hard to tell. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, if you haven't seen a ton of their term results, I mean, like, obviously, if I look at their you know, say Fargo, and they were cut out last year, I know they're not cut out next year because they only mm-hmm. have two years, but in UWWs, they got three years, and sometimes it's hard finding, like, schoolboy results, especially because that three years ago, their first year would have been the crony year, so there was almost no competition. So some of these guys, it's like you don't know. I'm with you, big dog. Um, so he's class of 24... Junior, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure yeah. what, if he will or won't be back at cadets, but he'll, he'll be a factor at the junior level. Maybe not first year junior. That'll be tough because he's going to be at like a 50, 55, 57 I, type of weight. That's oh, always yeah, tough. they moved it up. No, wait, juniors is fifty is 57 also. Yeah, that's going to be tough for him because yeah. uh, back when they used to have that, that uh, what was the weight Spencer Lee won at 110? That was always kind of dominated 50. by a younger guy, generally speaking. Yeah, Spencer 150, his uh, – 50 yeah yeah that was a junior junior world title yeah and i think there's a 52 there in there somewhere for a little bit and then they, they ended up moving it up it, it is kind of weird they moved up hey totally off topic you want to hear something else random oh yeah about weight classes did you know the 16u women 16u women their lightest weight is heavier than the 16u men's that's nonsense what 
That's true. Cadet women. This is true. Go look at the bracket. 16U women, the lightest weight class is 94, while 16U men, the lightest weight is 88 pounds. Makes no sense whatsoever. Well, I mean, I think I they think should probably do does. away with 16U88. Why? Well, girls hit, hit puberty sooner, faster. Doesn't mean they're bigger. Well, I guess for a, no. a younger age group. Listen, are you <laughs> trying to make sense of weight classes? Because Dr. That's, Piles. That's, that's a waste of time. Well, it's the same organization and it's the same age group, so you would think that those would uh, be uh, be you know the same median. I mean, we, have, we have different Greco weights in freestyle. It's uh, that's not in, not in USA wrestling. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I just meant in international. Oh damn! What? Hold on, hold on. I got, I'm doing something right here. I, I that's not what I get. Would have guessed at all. Oh my gosh, Christian Piles! What? I don't know what's happening. You blew my head. Blew my mind. The average you know weight of the, a 16 year old woman? The average weight of a 16 year old female is heavier than the average weight of a 16 year old male. I am just, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> I, just feel like I, need, I feel like I need to retire. Everything from the show. been thought he what knew. Is, what? I believe it. You did. I don't know if I believe Google for the well, first listen, time ever in my life because usually I just hear see what Google says and I say okay. As someone who was very very small all through high school, there, you know, I saw a lot of the females were big and scary, big intimidating women. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Both look at high all right, let me blow your mind again here, Christian. Oh, the average God. weight of an 18 year old female in America is less than the average weight of an average 17 year old. It's almost as though that's when the men grow. Well, no, no, the 18-year-old female is less than 17-year-old uh, females. So maybe they like, decide to start working out or something. I don't oh. know. Oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. That doesn't seem okay, like I'm, a, I'm, like an I'm, accurate My mind is blown. What is this on? Ask, are you on Ask Jeeves? Where are you finding this information? Ask Jeeves. Okay. Hold on. International. Oh, what in the hell? We may have, All right, we move may on. Let's talk about more. Lilidol Seeley. These you're guys not gonna are stop, really, really you're good. You're not gonna stop looking it up, though. I know. Nah, we're gonna I'm talk. To find, we're gonna get like to two sure. minutes down. Talk about you know like uh, you know Dom Munoretto or something. Then you're like, oh, look at this. And here we're talking about some growth patterns. <laughs> oh my god, I feel like an idiot. How would I not have known that that average sixteen year olds or females are more than males? I still don't know if I believe it. I don't know if I can get down with this. Look into it. Um, Little uh... Alex Jones might have the documents on that. He he killed that Iranian in the finals with three attacks, and yeah. Ben, I want to get your take on this. Are kids good. well? I was gonna say, are kids getting better at reattacks? I feel like, you know, five ten years ago, like it was like, all right, whoever's got the better like single leg, you mm -hmm. know, like reattacks weren't as the thing. They were still a huge thing at the yeah. college yeah. level, but high school level, it, Not, it was you got to get yeah. a good like single leg. But now, like. I feel like kids are so good at reattacks. Yeah, so I, I guess I would push back on that, and I would say that um, uh, the downblock go up, go behind in his current incarnation is not it's not ten years old. I would say probably five to eight somewhere in there. You know where you actually like flow behind them, where they as they're coming in, boom, we hit right. our shoulder down and then catch the corner. Like that wasn't happening ten years ago, so that's a newer thing. And then yeah, now now the um, the one that I don't know I don't want to say Yanni made it popular, but maybe he did. So. It was him, you know. I know Keegan was showing it when he taught camp here in um, May. Is that when you know when they fake you to drop in on the ankle? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Where they drop down and catch, and that and that was kind of what Lilidol did a couple times. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. You gotta hide them ankles, wrestling Lilidol. Call it call yeah. it whatever. I do feel like there's a there's way more prevalence. Like if you watch Super oh, yeah. Thirty Two, I'm long, agreeing. All levels of of reattacks have like. Taken off and accelerated at the yes. at the high school level. Well, that's so. That's what I was. Um, that's this is what kind of what I was uh, uh, lecturing on yesterday. It's kind of like how wrestling works, right? I think wrestling works in a and it probably probably is most of life, but I'm most tuned into wrestling. It's like okay, if JD does a move and it works for him, he's like, cool. Let me do this. Then Christian's like, oh, JD's doing a cool move. Let me try that. And if it doesn't work. And then I try it, and it doesn't work. Then it, dies it's just, out. it will it, it dies out. It'll stay with JD. But now Krishna is like, wow, that's awesome. Then I see it. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And then this is kind of how moves right gain prevalence because they actually work for people. But then the defense is always like a couple years behind. This. 
Because, well, because think about it. If, uh, if JD's the only one doing this move and I'm a college coach, why am I going to bother learning how to stop a move that one person is doing? But by the time half the people are doing it, it's like, damn, like, you we got to figure this out. It. You got to figure it out big time. Yeah. So, yes, I think I think reattacks are very popular. I don't think they're going away anytime soon. I mean, the the hilarious, the, the problem with reattacks being so good, though, if you guys think about it, is if reattacks are that good and the benefit to me shooting then goes down because if I have a good chance of getting reattacked, I'm gonna less likely to shoot. But so you can't reattack if you don't shoot. So, you know, if like if the reattacks get so good, people stop shooting and then people stop being good at reattacks because people aren't shooting and uh, you know, perhaps start over from scratch there. There you go. Uh, something for, for your uh, kind of a, a question back. Your your funky fresh camp. How do you structure yeah. that a, a camp that's just about scrambling? Where do you where do you spend like the most time? Which position? Uh, I mean, we break down. So uh, on our first session was far ankle, um, a whole session, two and a half hours. And yesterday time. we spent we spent both two and a half hour sessions only on answer position. Um, I had I kind of thought I was going to do it one. I, I kind of knew like I probably won't get through the entirety of this. You call answer? Section, that's, you know? that's what you call like backdoor finish. Uh, you sit in the middle and then attack two hands and one leg, whether you're yeah. going here or whether you swim through and go there. Um, there's obviously other places to get from it, but then, then the, the finish past that, there's just like, uh, there is a litany of things that, that can happen that you need to talk about. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, Hey, Koi Hopke, he, you know, what's funny? He's grows up group in Wisconsin. I didn't watch him all, all that much. Um, he's damn good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. He did it. I'm always, um, hesitant uh to like are, are you seeing something technical in him that you really like because when age level kids in america have success yeah, yeah. at heavyweight i'm just hesitant to say oh well he's a you know cadet world champ okay. a lot of times the world isn't as deep at heavyweight yeah. uh yeah i don't disagree i would just say um uh the first time i watched him a lot was i was a cadet duels coach um and he he just like was intuitive about what positions he wanted to be in. He was really aggressive. Um, and I think, yeah, obviously, well, number one, the heavyweights have less skills, which is be serious about it. But as you move forward, the heavyweights will probably still have uh, a lack of, I don't want to say a lack of skills. There's just a lot of things you can't do when your bodies are that size, right. you know? And so, um, you know, I think he's going to continue to get a lot better. And I was, uh, yeah, I think he's been one of the better guys of the last 2024. Yeah. And uh, another thing for for Team USA, we had a couple silvers that really very reasonably could have been golds. Um, Jacks Force and Tyler Kasich. Uh, Jacks got he was up, he was kind of cruising, and then he got headlocked twice for, for eight real. Points. What was he doing? Eight points, and uh, he still almost he still like I think he lost by criteria or something. Uh, well, he had, uh, this is his semifinal. No, they, we're showing right now. He came up challenged clutch. that. Um, they challenged that that second head a lot. Yeah, right. He, yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah. Jack Forrest. Um, I don't know how to feel about him yet because he's one of those guys that I, I think. Uh, I think it's going to be either like he's really, really, really amazing, or he kind of fades away because. He, he's one of the guys, he does kind of a lot of different things and he does some great things. And then you see him do some terrible things. Like he got headlocked twice, literally by the same left-handed headlock within a 30 second period, you know, but yeah. that segment in the semis where he won, um, I don't know if we're gonna bring that up. It was freaking genius. What he, I don't know if we, yeah. he realized he needed to push him backwards to push him out. Right. Like, Holy shit. Like to have the, the, the like thought process to do that in a moment is like, wow, that was smart, you know? And then he realizes the guy was resisting. So then he did that, like, I don't know even what you call it, like a back hook trip with it. He hooked him with his foot, you know, and then yeah. wrestled back into him. Like that was, that was beautiful. Yeah. It was, it was really slick. Are we showing all, how, how long is this highlight? Uh, <laughs> so what, what, I mean, what do you guys think about Jax? Is it one? I mean, I, Man, he's, he's crazy. Where, I, th I think he's crazy. I think he's got a really, yeah. uh, He's got to tighten mm -hmm. up some things. I think he's tons of fun, and mm -hmm. I think probably his kind of fearless over yeah. time, his fearlessness will probably like serve him well. Um, I think right. So fearlessness generally serves well if if people are willing to be um, truthful with themselves about the results. Yeah. Um, 
but if they're delusional about the results, then it can be really bad, you know, because they can just keep making the same mistakes over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he makes plenty of them, but all, but he does some, some brilliant stuff. Like we saw. Yes, he's, absolutely. He's really like that. Legs. Well, I, I, I mean, that was, he did a leg pass. Um, and you know, listen, folk style, that was very smooth. The freestyle gave up two points. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe you went two one. Maybe it was a better choice than giving up. You know, maybe we have the two point takedown. Yeah, just two. Yeah. Um, like that one. Uh, I actually go back. We can, can we click back that one real quick. I don't know how they didn't get blue guy two on this. I mean, I know that Jack Forrest created that that motion. Generally speaking, it's something like this. Head, there. Okay, pause right here. Pause right here. Pause right here. Okay. Wait. Pause. He's about to expose himself. Right. Now, listen, if I'm refing, I fully understand. Jack Swartz is doing this to himself, and the defensive man has to hold him here. I get this. But when we're watching scrambles like this, just like the leg pass, the guy didn't hold him, right? Nine times out of ten, foreign referees are going to call this two points. Mm -hmm. um, and Domestic also, right? Nine times out of ten, freestyle referees are going to call this two points, even though I probably think it shouldn't be. Um, so, like, I don't know. It probably wasn't a good decision, right? They Now, they didn't call two somehow, which was great, but... They are going to call two there most of the time. So kind of like, what was he doing here? Ooh, I don't right know that there, he exposes, know. man. I really Guys, don't he think clearly he exposes. Rewind that. I, I know. I just watched Rewind. it. A lot of times when know. you cartwheel over your head like that, they don't. His The he, thing is, his back was past 90. Like, yeah, his over back his was head. past 90 for sure. So it's like bridging on a As he goes this way, his back's past 90. As he goes to the right a little more a little, right there there that's exposure uh, right there yeah. Yeah. so um which i mean like like i said uh you know they most time they didn't call it two which is great but lots of times they they do call that too so um yeah he, he's a lot of fun i'll i love to continue to watch him interesting to see how he's got good slide buys good crotch locks but yep Man, we had a couple guys with some nice slide buys. Kasich, Kasich has a nice my one gosh. as well. Tyler, keep uh, keep you playing know, keep this clip through. It's just getting and, good. Uh, uh, or, or bad. Sorry <laughs> to all, yeah. Sorry to for? all the uh, the Spotify users out there. A heads up: we will no longer have video on Spotify, so you're gonna have to go to the. Oh wait! Oh no! no I'm sorry. I thought go back was, and watch on the website. No, this is it. Watch. This is it, Ben. Yeah. yeah. This is what Boom! Where he pushed him backwards and he foot hooks like that was genius. Yep. That's slick. Yeah, that's very smart. So yeah, which I don't like... know if the Indian guy would have just stepped out of bounds there. Uh well obviously he could have circled the else, but if he just would have stepped out of bounds at seven seven, I'm I'm curious if Jax Forrest wins that. I don't know what the criteria. Yeah. I, I think it's three twos and one one to both parties, but maybe not. That was an amazing exchange there by Jax. Yeah. All right. Um Man, I want to talk a little college wrestling here. Um, wait, wait, wait! Who? Uh, let me see. Who? Who? Who didn't we talk about? Castillo. Um, we didn't talk about Munarello. I don't have a ton to say about him. Um, it, I watched for me, him, the, the super light cadet weights are the same as the heavies. Like, like, yeah. you look good, but w what does that mean? You know, when you're winning, winning it at 48 kilos against 45. the world. I mean, the, I, you guys put up that 45. graphic where, where we win this weight class like a lot. Um, I get, do you did you guys put that graphic up? I feel like you did a couple of days ago. What graphic? No. <laughs> about how America does it forty five or whatever the latest. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna, we I'm gonna, it, we almost I'm gonna go to your Instagram year. right now. Yeah. We win almost every year. We're good at cutting but, down. But to, to my point, like Kurt Mahenry won. Like what'd you call him? Kurt, Kurt McHenry. He can't remember his name. Henry. He hates well, I'm, I'm just being a bully. I'm just being a bully. Like and then, you know, he couldn't start at the college Point. level. Yet. Yeah, Kurt McHenry, did he win that weight class twice? Twice. I can't find mm. Interesting. Okay. So, Hi, college I, I think you're very Let's good go. for a high school wrestler. Yeah. But in terms of, like, a college prospect, I don't put a whole lot of weight in. Sure. No. Too in early this, to tell. The two lightweights. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, so some good stuff from the NWCA convention, um, a variety of, of wrestling-related news I want to talk about. Um, one that was not related to the convention, but Brody Teske entered the portal when we were not doing the show, and it, it's, it, was a, it came as a surprise to me. Um, 
when someone said, hey, he's in the portal now. And then I was even more surprised when it sounds like he's going to Iowa, including in my interview with Tom Ryan, he's like, it sounds like he even just, he just put it out there. Like, it sounds like he's going to Iowa. Um, which if you remember back years ago, this, the, the showdown to get Brody was, was Tom and Iowa and Kale and Penn state. And they both wanted this kid in the worst way. I mean, they were after this kid and he ends up going to Penn state. Doesn't last leaves, goes to you and I does great. But now he's leaving you and I, so they've got a lot of different. So I don't, I don't know what, what it means. I know Brody had to. My understanding is he had to really hustle this last semester to, to graduate so he could be a graduate transfer. And now he's, uh, now he's, you know, who knows, uh, looking for his next stop. I think it's a little concerning. You got, he's been to two really yeah. high quality programs and it hasn't worked for him. So, yeah, you know, is, is the third stop going to be the one that, that sticks? Um, one way or the other, that'll probably have to be true. But, you know, I, I yeah, I'm surprised because I thought he had a, a good level of success at, at UNI, but yeah, I so I just look back to his record. I you know so when you look last year, 2022 is 14 and eight versus 14 and three in 2021. But man, last year all his losses were pretty damn good. So yeah. McKee, Vito, Cardinal, Barnett, Cardinal, Mastro, Vito, and then the one that was not very good was. Uh, Cabin man, cabin band, whatever that damn I would take his name is. Caban Ban. Caban Ban? That's how you say it? Oh yeah, that is. It's I don't know. I thought that was a D. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so he's he, he's leaving and you have to assume if he goes to Iowa, he wants to go one thirty-three. Um uh, no, I heard he's gonna I heard he's on a vision quest. He just wants to wrestle off. It's like the quickest way to get my hands on Spencer Lee is just to go to that team and beat him out of his spot as he tries to make his uh, win his fourth title. Uh, that would be a yeah. That's an interesting move. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see where he ends up matriculating eventually. But right now, it sounds sounds like the the Hawks. Speaking of the Hawks, Nelson Brands got engaged on a mountain. Happy engagement to Nelson. He's on a fourteen thousand foot climb, which is something he appears to really enjoy. So, congrats to Nelson. Okay, Dang, we, I didn't know we we're gonna have an engagement section. We need to start. We more. that is a long. Oh, you know who I saw got engaged last night? Who got engaged? I feel like it was on Twitter, Instagram, because Josh Otto retweeted it, or not? Re- that's not what you do on Instagram. I don't know what the hell you do on Instagram. I believe Eric Barnett got engaged. Eric Barnett got engaged. Now, what if I'm just putting news out there? I now see now I need to go. What fact if he's not? His girlfriend's crazy. listening. I, and now <laughs> she's like I, Eric. <laughs> I swear, Josh Otto like. Uh, it's not called retweeting, you know, whatever the hell you do on repost. Instagram. Yeah, that that. Well, you know, like when they post on the store, they post someone's wow. post on the. Look story. how quick he pulled it up. Someone's engaged. Who? Look, look at your screen. Stop looking at your phone. I'm looking at my screen. You got Jack Forrest right here. No. Oh, what? there we go. Ah, see. Ah, you're so fast, Tyler. Look at you. Now that looks like an engagement picture to me. It sure do. Wow, future Dilf. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong Thank with you. Got it. I didn't even read that. Yeah, you did. That's why you had us pull no, it No, I mean, I'm looking at Eric Barnett's profile right now. So it looks like Eric Barnett got engaged, and it's at Glacier National Park. So these men, they, these wrestlers, they love the outdoors and they love the women. Tremendous. Love the, Have a great <laughs> life, guys. That they do. Okay. Other stuff. Uh, talked to Tom Ryan for a while, and they. I listened. He can thank you. He confirmed yeah. they're gonna be all hands on deck. They they will put their absolute best lineup out there. Um, well, that's not totally true. Yeah, how's it? Nope, that? How's he said, no he said unless Feldman was way better than he said top yeah. five. He said top five. Yeah, but you know, it's. I mean, he said it without saying it. He's not better than Orndorff right now. He said Orndorff. No, he thought he said. I thought. He, I thought it sounded like they were competitive. I think it's maybe competitive, but I think it's it's Orndorff right now. Okay, fair enough. Um, but with 33, it's going to be Buzakis or Mendez in all likelihood. He did yeah. throw out that Andre Gonzalez could go there. Gonzalez had a he looked good at juniors. He could also go down to 125. He also said that Malik has a uh, a red shirt still, which is hard to fathom. Mm-hmm. Two more years, Malik and in, high, in uh, that wouldn't make any uh, sense at all because. 
he if Gonzalez is a better guy at 25, then he's going to be the better guy at 25 for more than one year, right? Um, and then obviously with both Mendez and uh, Buzakis, you're not going to like, right? I mean, yeah, I, mean I don't think it's likely that he redshirts, but he just said he does have one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. He also said that Gonzalez could go 33. Uh, uh, he can't, I, how would he beat one of those other dudes? Maybe he can. Maybe he is. He's listen. He's the guy that sees no, him. Gonzalez had like good, not great results this spring. I feel like. Yeah. Now I gotta just listen. Up what he said, Ben. Sure. Don't beat me up. Just tell him. I listen. I listen to it words. too. I know that's what he said. But here's what. Here's what. He um, made the finals. I don't ever juniors. take all the. Sorry, what did you say, JD? He made the finals of uh, juniors at the Open. Lost to Spratley. He pinned Joey Vol or oh, he beat Volk via injury. His injury on the, in the yeah. That's right. Um, I if you hurt about someone, that. then they're all. It's a lot easier to beat them. It's kind of a good strategy. But uh, Christian, um, all you know, all these college coaches, uh, they they especially in the summer when there's not that much competition, they feel seemingly better about their guys because they're listening. The guys are probably in there. They are probably working hard. They're doing a great job. And if you listen to like, say, I listened to Zeke and Tom Ryan because he said those were both good. Like they both feel very very positively. And so I think you need to tamper those expectations just a little bit to be fair. Well, I don't have I don't have high expectations for them. I just I'm saying what he said. Um, I it's going to be Malik at 25, and Gonzalez is not going to start, and it's going to okay. be Mendez or Bazakas at 33. We know this, right? And then one of them's going to redshirt. They love Demilio. Sasso staying down for the team. Patty's probably the big biggest question mark for them this year. And and Tom called it. You know, he said, "Hey, they're." He had some head scratching losses. He had a slow start. Um did say he was injured. Yep. Yep. Last oh. season. Couldn't train how he wanted to. Yep. And then um basically same lineup from sixty five up with uh with, with Feldman likely sitting with, with Orndorf being the better option for right now. Yeah. Uh, I was, so- I thought it was uh I mean, I knew Giag was good, but you know, again, uh, maybe take with a grain of salt because they're more positive about the guys. But it sounded like he thought Giag was really, really good. Man, they love Giag, and they're not the only ones. Love um, oh, really? Who else? Yeah, Ma- when Mike got back, he's like, Giag is for real, like going to be an absolute really? factor. Yeah, he thinks he's really, yeah, really good. Yeah, remember, he was one that I brought up that uh, had a really good, maybe like eighth grade, ninth grade year, and then a little bit kind of, I don't want to say fell off, but like he didn't hear a lot about him, you know, and then kind of came back the last year or so. Yes, so he they'll they'll have some talent behind uh, their guys as they get ready to graduate. Uh, so that was cool catching up with with Coach Ryan, who also talked about you know he's he's never one to shy away from cr- criticizing officials, and I think he was giving them a a run for their money at the at the convention when they were going over this these the tough calls, particularly the <laughs> the O'Toole partial reversal yeah. that wasn't uh, that was but wasn't called and. His thing is like, look, replay should be a hundred percent. You should never get it wrong. You should either have like inconclusive or it should be right. Like, there's no scenario, and he's right. How are you up? How do you not have someone in the booth that knows the rules? And his thing is like, who are these people? We don't even know the yeah. names of these officials, and why are they not? Is there any sort? I of- actually, I actually like that though that they that they don't because that we talked about this last week with uh, actually an official came to, they volunteered to come on and talk to us, but in freestyle, remember I, I talked about the book I was reading about choice and decision making and extraneous factors, mm-hmm. and when when the in freestyle the 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 reviewer comes over sits down next to the person who already made the call and they tell tell them what the call was on the mat, um, and then they rewatch it and obviously they feel like. Okay, if I overturn this, then I'm essentially telling that guy right there, he's sitting next to me, that he's wrong. I think that's probably uh, less optimal. Well, you you got people in a booth, very removed from the situation, theoretically. I mean, I'm not saying, yeah, yeah I, I'm not talking about the officials communicating with the officials. I'm saying the college coaches should know who is sitting in the booth and making the wrong call and saying that this is not a reversal when it's a reversal, right? And there should be like some sort of um, accountability for that, yeah. which there yeah. doesn't. There doesn't seem to be. Well, so I, I guess the quite the what I would what I would push back on what he said is, um, what do you? So he said he said um, just because they overturn it or they confirm it doesn't mean it was the right call. True. Now, who is the arbiter of what the right call is? Because 
Now, there's probably some that are relatively clear, right? Uh, let's think Mason Gibson versus what's his name. I think if you had 100 people vote, it would probably be like 99 would say that was not a takedown. One would say it was a takedown, right? So what is right and so what is wrong is, Fargo, as it turns is, out. Is, is pretty clear. But what's right and wrong is pretty clear. But there's a lot of situations, whether it's a two swipe on a back 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 near fall count, right? For sure. Or something like that. For sure near where, fall. Right, where if you had 100 people vote, it would be 60-40. Or, you know, something that affects like what is what is right is not – clearly evident mm-hmm. you know it, it's really close that's probably honestly why it's being reviewed because it's not all that clear you know so i think you have some things that are in the margin that are very close or was his knee down or were the hip was he all the way behind the hip you know these type of things does that make yeah. sense or no to also play devil devil's advocate to your and tom ryan's point i think some smaller programs would disagree that they would say Hey, these bigger programs get all the calls because these officials are right here. They know these guys or whatever, and they you ruling against you know Tom Ryan, Brands, John Smith. Whereas if you don't, you're in a booth removed, and they don't know who you are. You are free to make whatever you feel is the right call, yeah. free of influence from big coaches. Oh yeah, I don't think I don't think the oh, yeah. booth reviewers need to be near the coaches by any stretch. But I think. They should be sitting there with every camera view necessary. I mean, for NCAAs, this is not reasonable. Okay, but hold for... on, hold on, Christian. What what is your what is your pushback? Or I guess, or or do you agree with me that when we say right, what is right is maybe not always evident. Uh, is that do you believe that to be true or false? I do believe that is true in okay uh, a few circumstances in in wrestling. I think okay. near fall is one. I think anytime you're involving a reaction time is another, but mm-hmm. be, beyond that, there's some pretty, there's some clear stuff. There's some just, clear. Okay, it just doesn't get. It. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, maybe that is idyllic. I think yeah, near fall is always going to be a question, but in general, I think it should be closer. I to mean. Right. <laughs> The obvious way you could do it in your fall would be some type of uh, attaching uh, uh, electrodes to their shoulders. And when they cross 90 degrees to the mat, that the t- timer starts, right? I mean, that would be like a way to solve for oh, that. Now we got AI talking. umpires. Too, I would I'd do baseball. This would be fun <laughs> to just kind of like but, test, do like a test, like for a wrestle offs or something. And then like, beep, yeah. beep. Yeah, but yeah. you also, you can't. Uh, maybe you can, and I'm just not smart enough. But like sometimes you expose your back when you're on top. Well, no, you can. Well, you could do. It, it, you I got. I got it. You want it. So I got you an could say this guy's on top, this guy's on bottom. Yeah. Or they're yeah, in neutral. On, on the tracker floor arena, it, it reads that. It reads which person's. Yeah, on but top, okay. What about a leg pass? There's, it's, we're neutral. neutral, so a two has to be awarded. For if you're if you're on okay. bottom, they should start okay. counting. That's what coaches argue. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. that too. That too. If you're on. Could be a, or neutral da- neutral danger could be an auto call too because so the, the computer program and I'm not a computer programmer Christian Piles get the quants on this the computer program could read if wrestlers are in neutral it must be thirty seconds or th- three seconds past this if their wrestler is on bottom then it would be um, two seconds past ninety degrees in any way shape or form. What is Keith Gothard talking about? If big programs, what do you think? If- hey, this is kind of a good idea. We might have invented something, guys. Let's we do, do this. It. I'm going to invent it. I mean, it wouldn't really be that hard. Um, uh, 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 electrodes that or something to that effect that attach to a computer program, which reads if it's past 90 degrees. Uh, yeah. The I mean, honestly, getting something that probably, sticks to a sweaty human body for six to seven plus minutes. Throughout the entirety of a match that will not affect the match at all. You just little, yeah, because you know, if they had a little grip, you could like grip their shoulder and do the shoulder pull, knee, knee pull. These things could be very small, yeah. Okay, uh, other lineup stuff not related to Ohio State. Glory is going to go 25. Okay, now this is a weird one for me. Quincy Monday wants and is planning to go 165 next year, which to me makes very little sense. Uh, Coach it Ayers did. Sense. He mentioned he will certify at 157, but is planning to wrestle 65. And if I'm Chris Ayers, I am tr- doing anything I can to convince Quincy Monday to go 157, where he'll be the number one ranked guy 
wait with Deacon graduated, cars moving up. We could get our our first national champion since when? I don't know. Yeah, but to to win at the next weight class, sixty five. Wow, I mean, be a beast. I mean, he's I'm, I mean, cars going up first of all. But that's the. I mean, I'm not saying that's the least of your problems, but that's just one of the many problems you've got. That's Keegan's the back. Of, that's the start of your problem. That's just the start. You got Shane Griffiths there. You've got Keegan O'Toole, the returning champ, is there. Carson Karchla is coming back. He's going to be as tough an out as anyone. Um, yes. Humidity. Huh? Humidity yeah. will be there. Humidity. Peyton Hall. It's it's a monstrous, National monstrous weight, and. I just I think you gotta if I you gotta find a way to get him down. And I also watching him never thought he was particularly big. I never watched him and was like, Oh, this guy better go up. I, I mean, yeah. the guy he wrestled in the NCAA finals, that's a man that could go up to uh one sixty five, Ryan Deacon. But I never thought Quincy was all that big. Yeah. Um I I would agree with that sentiment and what is one fifty seven without Quincy and David Carr now? Not very good. Man, let's um, let me pull it up here real quick. Here are the rankings. The Hankings. Teamer. Um, Peyton Rob. Oh my gosh, the prophecy, Ollie. It's gonna happen. Um Brayton Lee will be there. Oh, Brayton man. Lee. Yeah. It's it's not nearly as good as sixty five. Man. Sasson O'Connor coming back. Boy, and you know what? You know who's got if you're Levi Haynes, Kiel Sanderson, how do you not be like, listen, or he's you go right away here. Look at this weight class. Oh, Austin O'Connor. Oh, yeah. That's, he was hurt all last year. Ed Scott. So, yeah. Will Luan's There's back. some good guys, but it's when you good. if you want to compare that to 65, like, oh, give me a break here. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, 65 is is kind of absurd. Keegan, Shane, Amin, Amidi. And that, that you guys don't have David Carr in there. Yeah. Carr's not even uh, been moved up yet. Oh, going to be going to be insane. So, I don't – we'll see. Him uh, repeatedly mentioning that, that Quincy was going to certify at 57 makes me think that they'll probably try to convince him to to stay down. But, you know, obviously he'll, he'll, he'll have a say in that. Cordell Norfleet will be back for Arizona State, uh, according to Coach Zeke Jones, sounds like. So that's You've been big. duped. We've been duped. Um, I don't think we were duped. I just thought he was gone. No you never know these days. They have you, you never freaking know. But the more the biggest news of probably in wrestling over the last month is that Joey Silva is back. <laughs> Stop. I thought I you were gonna say something serious. I did. And I am. Do you think do you think Sebastian Rivera went down to Puerto Rico and said, Hey, why don't you come? Why don't you come to uh, Rutgers? Now only we be team Puerto Rico, we be team Rutgers also. That's what that's seemingly what happened. But no, he'll be back. It's he's gonna be in a dogfight to start there with Heilman at one thirty three. There's some Rutgers is gonna be pretty good. But I'm glad he's just back in college wrestling and I hope it works out. It sounds like for Rutgers, Saldano or Posnansky at eighty four for Rutgers this year. They both have red shirts. And um so we'll, we'll... Dude, hey, can you explain to me um Wait, <laughs> Why'd you guys get quiet? Oh, you guys get really quiet. Check, check. Can you did. talk again? What's up? Oh, you, we hear you. Now. Just go ahead and say it. What? <laughs> can you can you explain something to me? Maybe. Is this John Posnanski guy? His mug. This mug. He all American as a true freshman. Fourth place. Okay. Very impressive. Listen, I look. He was not. He was losing to some dudes who weren't all that good at UWW Juniors this year. What's the deal? Someone tell me. I don't know. 184 uh, has been weird the past two years where, like, outside the top four guys, they are all beating each other pretty much. But he was yeah, in but, the no, top but he four lost guys. to, like, uh, I, I, I'm, I agree I'm that he, it, it, it's still weird and there was regression. But I will say the 184 weight class as a whole. It is very odd. I think his it's, it's more out. about his true freshman year was crazy. I mean, he only had a few events, and then boom, he did awesome at NCAs, and that was so he got fourth. And then so really, last year was effectively his freshman season, first time in the full rigor of 
the Big Ten I mean, he schedule. Was eleven and he was eleven and four and took fourth. I know. He lost at Parker. He lost the highly and freaking tiebreakers. I forgot that. Oh my gosh, that was a crazy he match. Aaron Brooks and Owen Webster. Maybe that's not such a good loss, but he beat Rocky. He beat Rocky Jordan. He did beat Owen Webster. Um, beat Dakota Gear. Beat Louis D. Perez. Beat oh, he beat Gear twice. I guess. Dang. Beat Nelson Brands, and then now at um, he went one and two at UW U twenty World Trials, losing to DeAnthony Parker and Wyatt Volker. Um, one of those is a high school kid. So like that, that was like, and I haven't watched this guy a lot, so I, I don't I don't have a good answer for you like why he had that success and now he doesn't. So that's why yeah. I'm trying to get educated. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't know. Okay, other things from the from the conference, convention, whatever. Um, APR concerns are, are big within the sport of wrestling. Wrestling is bad with APR. Only football, basketball, and track have worse APRs than wrestling. What's their assumption? Okay. Um, well, so you, you would like this. You would have liked this part because okay. wrestlers entering college – about about where everyone else does academically. Everyone's on pretty okay. very similar footing. And our freshmen perform far, far worse than like every other sport than most other sports do as freshmen. Uh, so um, I guess and I don't know if you know this, but what is the definition of like we're coming into it like on par? Like is it high school grades, ACTs, what we're talking Yeah, about? just basically their overall academic portfolio, the grade the GPA okay. and their test scores. So they're coming okay. in at a certain level that would suggest for every other sport this level of success in their first year. And Got there's it. a okay. huge drop off in that freshman year. And that's where we're seeing all the vast majority of the APR hits are with that class. So they're like okay. there's something happening in this first year that is that is having a really negative impact and it's like they're all high degree of them are redshirting. Only like football has a higher percentage of redshirts that freshman year. I think that's a big part of it. So they're all these wait, uh oh, because our kids are actually because the kids in wrestling are redshirting that negatively affects? That's as a theory. Hmm. I wonder um, why. Because they party much because they party because they're not really competing. Is that why? I think there's there's less uh I mean, you know, the the teams are gone over the weekends or for extended periods of time. You're just left back behind. Um they Do didn't get the into any want. of these they didn't get into any of these theories. Um I want to. I want to get into the theories right now. I'm fascinated by this. Um, hold on. I've got them. One second. Let me see if I can. Oh, you got the grades. Um, you got the receipts. So release the tapes, okay. Christian. Um. Yeah, we we wrestlers lose more APR points in the first year than in the subsequent years, like significantly more. Um, wrestling has the second highest percentage of first generation college student athletes, which we knew that. Um, redshirt rate is second highest. That's a big thing they think. And I, I wonder if um um difficulty of uh sports. like I don't know what you call it, but like I mean, yeah, it's, it's freaking hard. Wrestling's harder than I don't want to say all the sports because there's some that are pretty hard. But uh, at least when I was in college, the rigor on the wrestling team versus many of the other teams, it was significantly more rigorous. Mm -hmm. Um. And so if, if you thought just just sport, right, because uh, that would affect your enrollment because some kids go places just for sports. Um, just the likelihood of someone completing five years of that sport is less likely in wrestling than other sports. But if you're telling me it's all in the first year, I guess then my theory is out the window. Yeah, they say it, they that wrestling ranks in the bottom of credits are in both semesters of freshman year. So we're not we're not finishing a lot of classes that freshman year. Compared to how mm. we should, based on their their expected performance coming in, so that's a big problem. That's why you saw the 2.0 GPA rule that you have to have that um, throughout. Um, that's I think the uh, the scholarship allotment twenty percent or zero or zero. And red shirts can't. Uh, what is it can't? You can't wrestle as a red shirt, right? You you is can't. That the rule. You wrestle unattached, or now you get five. Five. Appearances. You have to be a true freshman for that, though. Correct. So you, but then if you if you wrestle attached, then you can't do those second semesters. So people will surely be saving them, some of them, right? 
you have five attempts to wrestle attached. Yeah. And so it, it but in first semester you can't wrestle unattached. So if you were to wrestle, it would be attached. Yes. So you wouldn't want to use all five of those in semester one because then you wouldn't be available for duels or anything else semester two. Well, right? unless wait, they wait, just you, pull... you can't wrestle unattached first semester anymore? You cannot. As a true freshman, you cannot wrestle unattached in the first semester. I forgot yes. about that or missed that. So you but you can enter them attached at an open or whatever. Also, Ben, I mean in second semester that you do stinks. That's you when do... we saw a lot of I think that's part of the problem. All these kids are gone and piling into the, you know, Volkswagens and, you know. Well, especially now. It's not, they're not wrong on that because, especially if you think about when the college opens are um, November, December heavy, that's like when exams and final projects are being done. And if you're gone every single weekend and you're making weight, man, especially some of those dudes where the college coaches think they're, you know, they're picking the wrong weight class for them. Like, you know they're miserable because they're freaking cutting weight like the whole week, and then they're mm-hmm. traveling. So yeah, I mean, I guess that would make a lot of sense. Yes. What's going to become a college open then? Because I know a lot of like starters aren't doing them anymore, especially yeah. in November, December. Like they they were like kind of redshirt tournaments. They well, turned into like redshirt tournaments. You can be... still go. I mean, you get five of them, and you can also there's nothing. But there will be less. You're going to go to less, of course. Yeah, but they're all in the first semester, anyways, by and large. Yes, but well, that, Tom but Ryan spoke about the problem, it. Right? Tom Ryan spoke about it that because you only get five, it's like, well, you know, we might want to use you in a couple duels down I mean, the road. If you hit five opens in November and December, you're wrestling entirely too much. Like two to three opens during those first two semesters is plenty. Man, because in second uh, yeah, semester, I, I, you... I wrestled in a whole bunch of them, but yeah. Well, yeah, you were you you had your you don't count wrestling. for any of this conversation, Ben. You're, you're, I know, I know that. you're an yeah. exception. Um, Got it. So, yeah, they. Uh, I think I think it's gonna be good. I don't think it's gonna crush opens at all because there's think of that's just true freshmen, right? Anyone else can go to the opens, attached, unattached, whatever. So sophomore and beyond can. It's just first semester true freshmen have to yeah. be attached. So I, I mean, the I other thing is. I, I will I don't stay on this, but I would be curious to see how many of those people the opens to JD's points were first year guys. I think it's actually kind of a decent number because when I think about my college class, other college classes I watch, not only is that first year maybe bad for academics, but that's also when a lot of dudes quit, right? Because maybe they don't have a real understanding of what division one wrestling is going to be like, and they yeah. show up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, holy moly, this was not what I. This is freaking hard. We had this one dude. Hey, want to hear a great story? Yeah. By by about about this topic, there's one dude. I don't remember his name because he only lasted a few weeks. But we were doing stadiums. Stadiums are the worst thing ever. Brian Smith, I hated stadiums. You know this. I've already told you like 50 times. But there's one dude running stadiums, and he's in the line by like I think it was Coach Pritz. He runs up, so you had to run up the whole thing, right? But the coaches are standing like halfway where you can exit the stadium. He runs up that person. He goes, Coach, this isn't for me. His ass just kept on running, never came back. <laughs> he, went to, he, ran, he went to the locker room, got his shit. We never saw him again. I don't remember his name. Oh, my gosh. Legend. What a way he to go. He ran halfway. He said, Coach, this ain't for me. He just kept running. He didn't, he didn't want to talk about it. He was gone. He got one last good one in. and then uh, When you know, you know. He called it a career. Yep, he was out. Good for that guy. So I think that's probably – I think there's probably some – factor in that also 100 percent, 100 percent. that's a big part of it uh mm-hmm. question from rick in the chat a tournament is the same as a duel concerning the five events yes what about a multiple day tournament i think it's... is that is that one because i think isn't the rule date of competition you get five dates of competition meaning is two days two dates well mo- most opens are one day but um i don't know no, he said tournaments jay said tournament like they see kelv CKLVs, you can't retros can't go there. Correct, but I mean, if you year, if, if you use that as one of your oh, things of competition, it, it would count you... as one. Okay, I'm almost positive. Are you Even sure it's multiple days? Yeah. The because if duels are back to back days, that would That's be two, two events. Multiple. Yeah, I think the rule right? says date of competition. I I, I, I kind of think JD might be right here. We should. That would uh... be so stupid. That doesn't make any sense. That I mean you. Duel, if if you have a duel back to back days, yeah, I just know that's the way they counted them. Uh, I think that's the way they count them because it's it's the amount of dates of competition. So, gee, I think yeah, day one, day two. Uh, I think Jay might be right here. 
Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's get to some questions. Um, Garrett wants to know what it would take for one of us, I guess, to get in the octagon against Ben for a I round. like this question. This is a silly question. Yeah. I'd, uh, it would take, uh, I don't know, just go and just get taken down and choked out. That yeah, would be I would. I wouldn't want to hit you guys. I really yeah, like you wouldn't want to punch my face. And honestly, oh, yeah. Ben, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to get your hands on me. I am far too elusive. <laughs> um, hey, uh, John Kozak. Oh, uh, what Kozak? Are you sure? He says Russia's won eight of the last ten U17s. I swear, I looked at five of them and they only won one. So, uh, mm. one of us is wrong, and it's probably me. <laughs> you you beat me to the punch. There, I ben. swear, I looked at I. Uh, well, okay, they didn't win this year. They didn't win last year because India won last year. No, they. They have well, I guess they would. He's not counting this year. I looked on. I looked on uww.org. Now I'm gonna have to do this research project while we're on the air. University of Wisconsin Whitewater.org or United World West because <laughs> you'll get very different U- results. Uww.org. Got well, it. it's actually you know what they, their search criteria is actually decent because you can go uh, U17s and then you can go World Championships and you you know you you find the results relatively quickly. They did not win in 2021 because India won. This year does not count. 2020 didn't exist. I'll start doing my research. Let's go. Okay. Um, Swayze. What's the next question? Wow, this guy's got his Venmo in there. In case you want to Venmo this guy some money. <laughs> in case you just see someone on Twitter, you're like, let me give this guy 10 bucks. That's an option. How about the state of Nebraska wrestling having a solid week with wrestling-related things like a U17 champ, champ excuse me, three individuals on the U23 team, Kamaru Usman went into the Hall of Fame. He was there at uh, the Florida. Glaring this... lack of Usman content. Well, he will not for lack of trying. <laughs> He's an elusive man. Um, he left at like four thirty that morning. So yeah, we He's got a big to... fight coming up. Who's he fighting? Leon uh, Edwards. Yeah. Is he good? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Marty should win pretty easy. Uh, okay. No, Kozak's not. Okay, listen. I've already. I'm. I'm Iran won in 2018, and India won in 2021. So, Kozak, you're on your last lifeline here. If I find one more year where they oh win, Oh, my gosh. Lose. Another retermination. Yep. Dang it. I don't see Kozak even typing this stuff. Could be an imposter. Is he, he texting scroll, you? No, no, scroll way up. Scroll way up. It was oh, okay. this when we were talking about it. Oh, right got it. Yeah. Okay, and he said okay. four of the guys are cadet eligible last year. I think he said Munireto, Castillo... Uh, Ryder, who's the only said? He said he thought this. So, oh, okay. Ooh, Russia won by just a couple points in 2017. He's still he's still alive here. We can All keep right. going. My For name sure. is Jeff. Would CP and Ben consider making a how to run a youth high school program video or book series? You both have a lot of great answers. Um, well, I should not. I would not. I'm not qualified. But Ben is. Uh, I I did a DVD on wrestling fanatics. It, it, it literally like goes to what we do in our in our really little kids class, our five to nine year olds. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where actually I have a couple of co- younger coaches, uh, who are at my Funky Fresh camp right now, and they're like, like uh, when they ask me a question, I don't know how to do it. But then once I get in there, then I can walk through it. And it's like one of those things where, you know, you do something and you can do it, but then can you actually teach it? And it's significantly harder. And so, you know, I obviously like with our newer uh, AWA managers, we spend a lot of time talking to them about things, but I don't know if I'm still super comfortable like talking about all the things that we do just because I'm not, you know, like I haven't ever taught it. I haven't sat down and taught a class on how do you do this, you know? So, like, if you start asking me questions, I'd probably be pretty good at giving answers about how we try to solve or whatever problem. Uh, but as far as, like, here is our outline exactly, I we've never really done that. Mm, okay. Well, there's a market. At least my name is Jeff wants to see it. JD is currently typing a novel to someone on Facebook. Jason Hildreth. Ah. Well, we're talking about, he said, the scuffle and read on CKV are about to be packed with shirts this season. I'm just talking about how be. if you wrestle CKLV, you have to come out. Like, that has to be one or two of your dates. Yeah. Because historically, yeah. red shirts are not allowed. 
Theoretically, Skullfall would that that oh, could be that, that could be, be a second redshirt. semester. That would be a second semester yeah. one. What Russia beat us by two points in 2016. Darn it! I know, right? What the heck? We were right. So Tozak might be right, but they're getting worse because they didn't win in 2021 and they didn't win in 2018, and they didn't win. They didn't win 2022, and I don't think they would have. You can't prove me wrong. Gotcha. All right, we're gonna go ahead and go. You done with my shenanigans already? Done with your, done with all shenanigans, Ben. All shenanigans. We will be back. Hey, we tomorrow. have Shane Sparks on tomorrow, or what? I believe so. I sure hope so. Somebody in the chat wants them to review the Wisconsin State Fair or preview the Wisconsin State Fair. Oh, oh nice. come, I might be going to Nelly on August 12th. Oh boy, St. Lunatics. Let's go. I don't know if they're Oh my God. Hey, Russia in 20, what year is this? 2015, preposterous. They won five weight classes, three seconds, and two thirds, it appears. That's very good. Good job, good Russia. Good. good job, you, Ben, and JD. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy Tuesday. Goodbye.